Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Belair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Well, hi, friend. Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. I am so glad that you're here. This week, I have been feeling so humbled and deeply, deeply grateful for all of you. I always feel that way. I truly do. But this week, it's really been sinking in in a wonderful way. Just, oh, God, I... I fucking love you. I love you so much. Thank you for listening to my podcast, first of all. Thank you truly from the bottom of my heart for moving with me through these episodes, I guess. Like, you know, I always thank you or I I try to always thank you. Sometimes I think I forget um, for the valuable currency of your attention and I hope that what I share on the podcast serves you. I hope that it is it it's a net positive place, so to speak, for you to flow your attention. I hope it yields beautiful growth and magic in your life and in your holographic reality. Um, but also just thank you for journeying with me and thank you for creating with me, even though, you know, the majority of you I'm not in conversation with. The majority of you, I have no idea who you are. We have never connected. I... I know that we are co-creating this magic together. I know that you are drawing out of me certain things. And if I was just creating this all alone, um, it wouldn't have the same, it wouldn't have the same magic that it does um, as a co-creative project. And that might sound like kind of nonsensical because obviously I'm literally in my own office right now recording this all alone, but I'm speaking to you and that's what makes all the difference. And then I've been doing all of these Akashic readings from the flash sale. And I think I have like three weeks of readings left, two and a half weeks of readings left. And I am just mind blown and humbled and um, profoundly grateful for all of you who I who who were able to sign up for an Akashic reading in that flash sale, and just so grateful to spend an hour with you and to get to know you as much as I possibly can within that hour. And of course, the great benefit of being an Akashic Records reader is that we don't spend an hour um, chit chatting with small talk we go like right deep into it so I feel like I do get to know you fairly well even though of course you are an infinite mystery that cannot even truly ever be known not even by yourself never mind by me but it's just such a huge gift the way that you have all just showed up with open hearts and open Akashic fields is um is truly an honor I just love you. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to all of you. I wish I could do this at this pace all the time because I love it so much. 
Uh, and then also, I said this on my Instagram stories the other day, but I'm also so excited and so grateful for everybody who is in any of my programs. So right now I currently have Heart Star Creator, which is a whole entire year long thing. Um, and I'm so grateful for everybody in that because Heart Star is a lot of work. Let me tell you, that is me, um, using the cutting edge of my channel. It is me going into some very fucking dark places on behalf of the collective, some very dark places, but also into some very beautiful places about our original divine blueprint. And it takes a lot of channeling effort. And all of you who have joined Heartstar, like you are the grounding rods that are anchoring this information in. If you weren't in this program, I don't know if I would have the power myself to bring this information through. And so just thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on this journey with me. I also have the Manifestation Boot Camp going, which is uh, super exciting and it's popping because I'm literally showing up every day <laughs> to um, just bring through some inspiration and just, just riff on a different angle of manifestation and timeline shifting. Uh, and we are definitely creating some very significant shifts in that program. I also have Akashic Holographic Mastery that is running, which I forgot to mention on my Instagram stories, but that's my Akashic Records training and certification program. And it's been so gratifying to watch all of the members of that program like really grow in their abilities as readers. They are, the information they're bringing through is so clear. It's so powerful. Just, ah, I feel like, I mean, I'm nobody's mama bird except for my actual children. So I'm, you know, I'm definitely not trying to make it sound like, oh, my little chicks or something like they're beneath me. They're not. I just, I just started doing this a handful of years ago and I'm trying to expedite the process for them and help them avoid the struggles that I went through in getting this off the ground. But I, there is a part of me that feels that kind of like mama bird pride because I'm just like, oh God, they're so good. They're so good at what they do. And it's, yeah, it's super rewarding. And I'm just so grateful for all of them in my world. And then also I'm watching the the signups come in for the psychic activation course. And I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled. There are people that I've met before in other programs. There are brand new people that I've never met before. And I just can't wait. I, right now, I am living for live programs. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to do this for. This isn't like me trying to create false scarcity. I'm not threatening anything. I'm not going to put a, an actual like, you know, date on it. I just know that it's very possible that I won't be able to do these sort of like live immersive group things um, for like forever. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I truly have no idea. My energy levels are there for it right now. They might not be at some point in the future. Who knows? But right now I'm just... Oh God, I'm all about it because it really is a co-creative process, like the fucking magic that we make together. And I don't know if you all feel it on the receiving end, like when you are in my programs, I don't know if you feel the magic. And if you do, I don't know if you understand 
that it's something that you get to take credit for. Like you get to take some ownership over that. Um, but I feel it because I know, because I've had the benefit of like, say for example, in Into the Akasha, I, I ran it live four different times. So I know that the information that comes through with each different group, every group feels different because of course they are, right? But then that means the information that comes through is different and the the quality of the engagement and the interaction is different. And then same, this is going to be the first time that I am rerunning the psychic activation course live. And I'm so excited to be doing it because I know that, well, I can just feel it already. I can feel that this is, um, this is one of those organic times in sort of the collective ascension cycle that we're experiencing where it's, this is just a time to harness our psychic abilities. Um, and I can feel that the people who are signing up for this round, it's like, it's almost like everybody who signs up for my live programs where we have a mini soul contract or a mini soul agreement together. Like this is an activation that we are co-creating together. This is like a new shift into a different timeline that we are facilitating together you guys activate me too, is what I'm trying to say. You bring shit through my channel that I didn't know before. There, there are a lot of times when I'm answering a question in one of my programs where the information that's coming through is pretty new to me. It's not, um, you know, Amy and all her like hoity-toity wisdom. It's a higher dimensional response to somebody's question. And so like I get to benefit from that as well. Um, and then my timelines shift and your timelines shift and we just fucking, we're opening portals together into new realities and it's so beautiful and I'm just so freaking excited. Okay. So, so the psychic activation course, this is, we're in go time now. Like you're going to get annoyed at how much you hear me talk about it. I'm sure if you follow me in all the places, if you only follow me on the podcast, you'll only hear about it once a week. So (laughs) you probably won't get annoyed, hopefully. Um, but (sighs) my intention for the psychic activation course is to completely demystify all of the misconceptions around what it means to be psychic so that you can access it without um turning it into like this boring like like I do not I'm not trying to deflate anybody's balloon uh you know I totally believe in magic I completely have experienced the multi-dimensional thrill of this realm um so our psychic abilities are gateways into those experiences but the way that it is often spoken about creates an experience of disconnect for people who want to connect with their psychic abilities but can't. And the reason that they can't is because they don't understand what it actually is. So my intention is to demystify it by being extremely explicitly clear in my descriptions of at least how I experience it and how I've observed others experiencing it. And then to teach you through practical exercises during our live group calls, how to 
open up and utilize your psychic abilities. But not only that, not just how to, first of all, receive information, because that's one piece, but also how to interpret that information. Because (laughs) anybody who is psychically activated will be able to relate to that frustrating feeling when you're getting all the synchronicities You're getting the signs, you're seeing 1111 everywhere, you're getting messages from, you know, either your guide or um, whatever from like some kind of psychic source and you don't know what it means. (laughs) It's so frustrating. Or you're getting messages through dreams and you're like, what does it mean though? (laughs) And like, also, what am I supposed to do with this information? I'm going to show you how to figure that out. I'm also going to show you how to calibrate to this information to minimize the weird symptoms that are created in our physical bodies as we open up our channels to receive this information. It's a different, this information vibrates at a different frequency. Um, Or maybe it oscillates at a different frequency. I don't know. I really should clarify those terms so I'm using them accurately. But Either way, hopefully you understand what I mean. And so sometimes when we are connecting with other dimensional information, it can cause kind of like a weird sort of experience of illness within us or like just weird symptoms. Sometimes it's like illness. Sometimes it's just discomfort. Like it can come out in things like, well, we, many of us have experienced the ears ringing, but it can be experienced as um, headaches, the feeling like your tongue is swelling, um, swollen glands without being sick. It can be experienced as um, skin rashes, both minor and major. It can be experienced as nausea and dizziness, low blood pressure, um, sometimes high blood pressure, because our bodies need to learn how to calibrate to it. You know, there are a lot of parts of activating our psychic abilities that I feel like they, it doesn't get talked about a lot and the practicalities of then like applying it in our day to day lives, because why else would you learn how to activate your psychic abilities other than to use it on a, you know, not a daily basis, like it's a rule, but to, yeah, to use it in your day to day life, like in case you haven't gathered, I'm not talking about the kind of psychic abilities that are just used as an impressive parlor trick at parties. You can do that if you want, but to me, that's not where the thrill lies. The thrill lies is, uh, the thrill lies in the ability to utilize this in an integrated way every day in my life and the absolute transformation it has created for me. For example, I was just talking to my podcast editor and assistant, May, who many of you will know if if you have signed up for any of my things. Um, Shout out, May, you're the best. And I was talking to her about the energies of October because we're right in the thick of it now, friends, aren't we? And it's not, it's not pretty. It's a rough month. It's a really rough month. Um, And I was telling her that even though I'm experiencing it too, it's not as hard on me as it is for other people, or so it seems. Um, Part of that is because I have a tendency to experience everything like 
several weeks to several months in advance. So I really think I went through some hard shit in the summer and it's like, I don't know. It's, it's almost like I get, oh, oh, it's like a, it's like a sample sale or, you know, if you're, let's say if you are an influencer or something like that and, um, yeah, like if you were a beauty influencer or something, and then a company has a new line of beauty products coming out and they're not available to the public yet, but they're going to give you a preview, uh, so that you can start like using it and talking about it on your channel to your audience. It's kind of like that. It's like, I get the preview sample of the fucking energies that are coming several weeks to several months in advance so that I can start talking about it before it happens. But I'm still experiencing the energy of October and I really believe that a huge reason that I move through these really difficult energetic um, phases that we go through collectively is because my psychic abilities are so sharp because I literally use them every single day, every day without fail, multiple times a day, which you are not required to do. That's just me. I'm just very enthusiastic about it. But because my psychic abilities are so sharp, it's like I can see things from a, let's, we could say a bird's eye view. It's really more of a cosmic eye view um, because I'm also so attached to the Akashic Records. But basically what I mean is that I can see things from an expanded perspective and I can, hmm, I can just move through it with a greater sense of ease, even when it energetically is super hard, because I, I know where it all fits into the multidimensional scheme of everything that's playing out, if that makes sense. So that's just one example of a, a practical application. But there are so many, like obviously from the people you meet, the big decisions that you have to make, the in relationships. Oh my God, having your psychic abilities activated makes relationships so much easier. My friends, holy shit, holy shit. When you learn how to read people psychically, not in an invasive way, okay? I'm never reading somebody's Akashic Records without their permission. So I'm not talking about that, but I've learned how to read the subtle psychic information that is happening in um, interpersonal relationships, whether they are my personal relationships, romantic partnership, um, family relationships, friend relationships, but also when I was a midwife, oh my God, I saw it all the time and it was crazy. And it, it kind of blew my mind that my other coworkers couldn't see it because to me it was so glaringly evident. And then that's kind of where I started to realize like, oh, you're employing a sixth sense, so to speak. I mean, it's more than a sixth sense. There are so many psychic senses, right? But I realized like, oh, I'm reading a different layer of information than other people are. I could see the whole picture. It was nuts. Trying to be a healthcare provider in a hospital birth where a perceived crisis was happening was so hard, y'all. 
<clears throat> it was so hard because I could see the different layers of like energetic layers of what was playing out as well as the bigger sort of like soul contract themes and I had to shut my mouth about every single part of it because that nobody wanted that information from me in that context they would have thought I was crazy I would have gotten reported you know I could not make decisions from that place even though I feel like I saw things with more clarity than anybody else in the room I truly do. I don't care if that sounds like egotistical or whatever, like I'm employing, you know, like undue hubris. I I just really believe that, that I generally could see the whole situation with greater clarity than everybody else in the room. And it, it was such a bizarre, such a bizarre experience, which is why I had to leave it and go into actually doing Akashic readings because then people want that information. And it's a huge relief to, <laughs> to be able to speak truthfully about the different layers of multidimensional and multi-timeline information that I see, um, or see as a, see as a euphemism. C is, I mean, understand. See, it's it's very challenging to talk about psychic abilities because C, using the term C doesn't mean that I'm literally seeing layers of information with my physical eyes in the room. I am seeing a lot of it with my physical eyes. I'm seeing a lot of it with my third eye and I'm processing a lot of it through different chakras and different parts of my own energy field um, that we don't really have names for. Anyway, I'm just rambling now, obviously going on and on and on way longer than I need to. The point is I'm super excited to share this information with all of you who feel ready to be able to tune into those different layers um, of reality as well multi-dimensional layers and and I when I say multi-dimensional I I mean it okay that is not a euphemism I mean being able to detect higher and lower dimensional um so I'm trying to think of the, like a, an appropriate word it's like like slices like cross sections of information and the way that they affect us here so for those of you who are interested in galactics and star seeds um, and like that kind of cosmic energy that is included for those of you who are really interested in more of a shamanic path and like deeper earth energies that is included for those of you that are interested in like being able to read people or read this like the read the things in this realm that is included it's all all of that falls under the purview of your psychic activation and I will say too that you can't learn that shit without your psychic abilities open and I didn't really realize that I know I've said this before I'm not going to repeat it because I'm on a roll now I took that for granted when I ran this fourth round of into the Akasha in the summer. And I took it for granted definitely in past rounds of Into the Akasha, but I only realized I took it for granted in this round that everybody who would come into the Akasha would already have like their baseline psychic things activated. And then I realized, oh, they don't. 
And so it's really hard. Like a lot of people did, but a lot of people also didn't. And that's, that's no comment on like, it's no comment on the people who didn't. I just realized like, mm, I'm, I'm trying to teach you how to access the Akashic records, but you don't even know how to access, like you, you don't yet know how to detect and interpret psychic information period so it makes it very hard to connect with the akashic records if you don't know how to receive psychic information if that makes sense so this is then my decision following on that to like backtrack a little bit and open this up to everybody who's interested in psychic activation or psychic acceleration or amplification if you will um regardless of what modality it might play through. So so I'm not going to teach you in this program how to access the Akashic Records. I'm not going to teach you um, mediumship, which I couldn't teach you anyway because that's not my strong point. Um, I'm not going to teach you... I'm not going to teach you like necessarily how to channel per se. Like I'm not going to teach you how to do those more specific things in terms of the psychic, you know, different ways that we can utilize our psychic abilities. But I am going to teach you how to access your psychic gifts and do it masterfully so that you are good at that. And then you can learn mediumship or then you can learn um, like healing or the shamanic arts, or then you can learn how to access the Akashic Records and it's going to feel like a fucking breeze after that because the hard part is our psychic abilities. That's the hard part. They have been turned off. They have been traumatized. They've been sent into hiding. We have been heavily punished for it in the past, which is a total understatement. Um, and so reactivating those, that's that's the bigger challenge. And yet when I say challenge, I don't I also mean that it's still yours. It's still a birthright. You still 100% have access to it. It's not actually hard. It's more like, I don't know. It's just the foundation. It's, I guess it's the difference between like, like learning how to walk for a toddler is harder than learning how to run. You know what I mean? Like once they're walking, running is just the obvious next step. But learning to go from crawling to walking, that's, that's more of a challenge. So that's what I'm trying to get at. Oh my God, I've been talking for almost half an hour. <laughs> Apparently my flow problem is not a problem anymore. I, I sat down this morning and tried to, to create a whole bunch of things and was like, I'm just not in flow today. It's not, it's not coming. Anyway, <laughs> so... All of this is to say, I would love to have you in the psychic activation course. If you feel called to do it, it's going to be fucking phenomenal. If you can join the live calls, that would be fantastic. If you can't, you will get so much out of the replays, uh, so much out of the replays. So, you know, like it's not, it's not a prerequisite that you be there for the live calls. They are going to happen on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern because I have to work while my kids are at daycare. So that's, those are the times. I'm not a nighttime worker. Don't ask me to do it. I just don't, I'm not good at it. And I make concessions sometimes, but it's, it's not my preference. So deal with it. It's a daytime thing. But like I said, you don't have to be there. 
the replays will absolutely 100% suffice. So much information is going to come through and it's practical information. So I'll always be a theory girl because that's just how my brain works. But I really, really, really want you to have a tangible experience with your psychic abilities and come into a place of mastery with it. Um, what else do I want to say about that? Oh yeah. I also want to amplify, oh my God, emphasize what I said about amplifying your psychic abilities if they are already existing. So some people are kind of the opposite where they have, some of us don't know, like we feel like we're just drawing blanks all the time when we're trying to access our psychic stuff or we get these little kind of things that are a little bit flimsy and we're like, "Eh, is that even anything? Is it real? Should I just dismiss it? Like, I don't know. And we get kind of stuck in that place of self-doubt. Others are getting a lot of psychic information, but they have no idea how to use it. They have no idea how to interpret it. They have no idea how to control it. Um, Or they can be in a place where they know how to control it and they um, know how to understand it but they're really ready to take it to a whole nother level so this is I feel like one of the things I'm really good at is making these programs fit for everybody at different levels because I speak about it in very advanced ways and yet I can break it down to the really fundamental pieces so everybody is welcome So if it's calling to you, come join the group. It's going to be fucking phenomenal. You get lifetime access. So I feel like it's a huge, a hugely good deal. Um, And I'm just going to be so excited to either meet you or see you again. So excited. If you are in any of my other programs, just know that I love you so freaking much. I'm so grateful for you. If you have been sharing yourself with me in one of these Akashic readings, know that I am humbled beyond humbled to be given the privilege to connect with your soul and your Akashic records for 60 minutes. And if you are a podcast listener and you haven't felt called to join any of my things or haven't been able to, just know that I feel you out there and I love you and I'm so grateful to you. So glad that we are sharing this orbit together, even if, you know, we haven't connected on a conscious level okay and without any further ado I'm going to toss it over to my conversation with Elise Bassine and Andrea Donnelly hi everybody welcome to another episode of third eye awakening today I have a treat for you basically I'm gonna have a conversation with two amazing psychic sisters that I know and we're gonna share it with you on the podcast so kind of selfishly I just wanted to talk to them And I thought this would make a great podcast conversation too. So today I have with me two returning guests. They've both been on the podcast before. I have Elise Bassine and Andrea Donnelly. They are both, as I said, very psychic, very powerful women. And who knows what we're going to talk about, really? I'm sure this is going to be amazing. I don't have their bios prepared to read, so I'm going to pass it over to them to tell you a little bit about who they are, and then we're just going to dive right in. So welcome, Elise and Andrea. Elise, can you share kind of, you know, who you are, why you're here on this podcast, and then Andrea, you too. 
Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. And it's funny, we were just talking about like how silly it seems to like say who you are, because it's so much more than we could ever say in words. <laughs> so, but you know, for the purposes of trying to simplify what I do, I'm a spiritual mentor and a breathwork practitioner. And I train people on how to use breathwork and my other tools to clear ancestral and familial trauma. But more than that, you know, what I'm really seeing in the last however long amount of time about what I'm really meant to do here or what I'm meant to kind of channel through is A, being the channel that I am and B, really creating this new paradigm of what businesses and I don't even want to call it business because I feel like it's not going to be called business anymore but there's something new that we're creating and I know the three of us are all a part of that so that's just really been on the forefront of my mind and I know it's something that I'm going to be creating and teaching people about so yeah that's I'll leave it there for now okay amazing thanks Elise hey Andrea Love that. So I am Andrea Donnelly. I am the keeper of the sacred songs of paradise, um, the oracle of enchantment, and an abundance and beauty activator and founder of my beloved business, We Are Here to Remember. I work with high achievers and visionaries to fully restore their language of light, retune their sacred harp to the frequency of divine love, wealth, and cosmic creativity, and ultimately move them towards their soul, their towards their sacred gifts, their divine, the fruit of abundance and their mission and purpose, which is really my sweet spot. I really help people to be able to completely align into their sacred frequency that they were created by the source to share and to move in tune with the orchestra of life. And that might sound super wacky, but it really is incredible to watch as people work with me, how rapidly they they completely shift. They start making more money. They start experiencing radical new levels of joy and embodied love and delight. And it's just an incredible gift to be able to share my work with people and and yeah and just like shine that light on people's sacred gifts because it is very much a call to action right now I think for all of us and I love always 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 talking with both of you because we are ultra on the same team like guardians of the galaxy here we are we came down we're ready to just like super mix it up and help people reintegrate into a completely new paradigm of joy and love. And it's such an honor and a blessing to be able to be here with both of you and to be able to share our message with the world because it is go time. (laughs) Speaking of go time, I have something fun that I'll just throw into the pot. Please Um, do. So... (laughs) Well, I told Andrea this already, but it keeps coming back to me. So... Um, Andrea and I recently just got back from Sedona, which we, we were on a retreat, I guess you could call it, but we were doing a lot of work on the land and restoring the sacredness of the land. And, you know, so much of what we're all doing is restoring the sacredness of the planet and returning the planet to the light and, and all of that, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, we want 
one of the things that I ended up becoming really aware of was, you know, how much in the astral plane myself, and I'm guessing you guys too, are really battling the darkness and, you know, the reptilian energies on the planet and all of that. And I became super, not that I wasn't aware of it before, but just aware of it on a deeper level when I was just in Sedona. <laughs> my my mother sent me a picture the other day. So my niece's boyfriend, they live in Florida, somehow killed an alligator. I don't know how or why or what the story is behind it. But my mom sent me this picture of my niece's boyfriend standing next to this like, I don't know, like nine foot alligator that he killed, which not that I condone killing alligators at all or killing anything. But my mom sent me the picture and I like what got woken up from sleep, not last night, but the night before. And I was like, I kept seeing the picture in my mind and the message was, this is what you're doing. 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 And it, it, and if you see the picture, it's kind of hilarious. I showed it to Andrea. It's like a ridiculously big, <laughs> like lizard looking, <laughs> but it was just really clear. And I think we're like all on the same page around that. And I know that might sound totally crazy or probably not to most of the people that are listening, but I do think, you know, when we talk about the call to action, like that's really what we're doing right now on the deepest level. And it might seem like, oh, I'm I'm running a business or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. But it's just become really clear to me that like, it's so much more than a business. It's so much more than like making money. It's so much more than like any of the things that we think it's about. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so, so symbolic Like to receive that picture. It's, it totally reminds me of like this shit that happens in dreams where, you know, almost like the universe, the hologram created this symbolic thing to stick right in front of your face and be like, this is what you're doing, Elise. Yeah, like, it was literally here's just a visual like a representation of like a dead, huge lizard. Like, and I was like, but yeah it was very symbolic and very representative of you know so much of what I've been seeing and I'm sure you guys too yeah it's uh it's really interesting because as you're as you're talking about this and like all the you know astral and other dimensional work that's happening and and running a business which also includes anybody who's not in business right who's like like managing a corporate job or managing a job in the service sector or whatever, like it's, there's this really intense schism that we're having to bridge of like still being a human, having to do the human things like that. That's not going away right now. I don't know if it's ever going to, I have no idea, but right now it's not going away. It's, it is what we still need to do. And also expanding to be able to acknowledge this other yeah, this other dimension of, of what we're all doing here. And it's so easy for me to see it in readings with people, but it feels impossible to describe in English, like what I see people doing and what I understand that is happening on an energetic level that may not even be registering in our conscious ego minds at all. And it's so it's so interesting because I know for me, from the time I was in my early twenties, I used to have these 
crazy dreams that were hyper realistic where I was on, I grew up in a house that was right across the street from hundreds of acres of old growth forest, which was a massive gift for, for me to be able to like be in that space of enchantment and beauty. But I used to have these dreams where I was on the dirt road that was right between my house and these woods. And I was battling using these crazy like weapons of light, massive lizards. And <laughs> this went on for years where I would have these dreams. And isn't it, it's just so interesting because I, because of my own like personal history, which I've alluded to in other discussions with both of you on your podcasts, that for me, this is really a very personal experience in terms of clearing these energies because of my own family history. And I just, it, it's, it's like the biggest call to action as far as I'm concerned. And I know both of you really agree with me that we, it's, it's just time to restore justice, to restore divine order, to restore love. And the way that we do that is through, you know, essentially the use of um, wacky magic and integrating those things into one's personal experience. And I love how you described Amy, like, you know, we're at this sort of bridge point, right? Where we're sort of straddling both worlds. Who knows what will happen in terms of the 3D going forward, but it doesn't matter who you are or where you are on the planet, whether you are an entrepreneur or not, like whatever the thing is, no matter where you are, it just feels so important right now to really find a way to like reconnect with the sacred, whatever that means for you. And I feel like all three of us really hold a very unique vibration in terms of helping people simply through existing, right? Like, and so I would say that all three of us have really been doing this very sacred frequency restoration from the time we incarnated, no doubt this lifetime and through all others. Mm -hmm. And I loved what you said in your, in your like introduction of yourself, that you're the keeper of the cosmic song. It is like, it is a restoration. It's like tuning the instrument, tuning the instrument of the person. And we have, we're all like the three of us are constantly working on tuning our own instruments, which is kind of a, a thing that I've been wanting to say for a while anyway, about like the reality of what it means to, in my case, be an Akashic reader, although I know you both read the Akashic records as well, but you know, in whatever sort of like, like in breath work or in your wacky magic sessions, <laughs> Oracle of Enchantment, you know, like however we're describing it or however it's coming through, it's not just sitting down and like, you know, whatever, closing our eyes and pulling forward information. Like it can look from the outside. Like it's very like, oh, whatever, you know, like, oh, how easy to do this. But really what we're having to do is constantly, constantly tuning our own instrument every day, all the time. Like that instrument does not get to go out of tune. It's always being tuned. We're retuning it, retuning it, retuning it. And then also to use the analogy of like, you know, a sword or whatever, like if you were what, what do they say with a whetstone, like sharpening your sword? Like it's, we're never stopped. It's happening every day, all the time in our, in our existence. And yeah, I feel like then what we do is help others to tune their instrument too and sharpen their sword in preparation for the go time that we are experiencing right now. Cause I agree. I totally, I mean, I feel like I've been saying this for two years. It's go time. It's go time. And it, I feel like it loses its potency every single time I say it because I'm like, God damn it, people it's go time. 
but it it is it's it's like I don't you know sometimes I'm like what are we holding on to like what is the what is the fucking hold up are you so happy in your life that you like what is happening here I know it's just fear but <laughs> but it's it's just time it's time now yeah, yeah I think it's fear I I mean I think that like part of what I'm seeing that is really important in the new way of doing things is really understanding how to not only like eradicate fear, but also like the deep healing that is needed for people. Because I think people, so many people are just like, they don't realize that they're stuck in fear because we've been so indoctrinated with fear that we just think it's normal. But most people are operating out of fear right? Like for me, even like when I look back on the beginning of my business up until not that long ago, I was operating from the place of like trying to prevent something bad from happening. And I think that most people are living life that way without even realizing it because that has been embedded into our consciousness, not only just in this lifetime, but forever that we need to prepare for something bad to happen and we need to try to prevent something bad from happening and like doom is inevitable so most people without even realizing it are operating that way which is the thing that stops people from you know accessing that new level of truth or that new level of what they're meant to do or where they're supposed to go or you know even if they access it somewhat it's not fully because there's still that like constriction around the fear that that is like to me what really is the thing that needs to be shifted in order to like step into this next phase but people have to like understand that that's what's happening first you know because I feel like it's so embedded into the psyche I feel Mm -hmm. like there's a common narrative to relating to that, which is something that you and I talk about a lot, Elise, and I am sure that you agree with this, Amy, which is that as part of that, that there's almost this idea that like, okay, when you make a big leap of faith, right, when you lean in and you move to the, you know, beat of your own drum and you are super yourself and you listen to the intuitive hits that somehow you will never feel any sort of like, oh, nerves or like anything like that, that, you know, that, that, that like those moments of maybe a little bit of fear, a little bit of like, oh gosh, what am I really doing here? That those somehow dissolve. But in my experience as someone who has very clearly communicated with their guides, channeled light language since I was a baby, and these are things that I've carried through all lifetimes, even when I know what I need to do, sometimes I'm still like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, it's, it feels a little bit wobbly for a second as I make the jump. And I think a lot of people have this idea that like, if those moments transpire for them, that it somehow means that they're not supposed to keep moving forward on the path, on the path of self-actualization and self-love and, you know, faith and all of those things when really it's like, we are human beings, right? There was that old book, um, I can't remember Bob Frizzell, something like we are, you know, spiritual beings having a human experience. And that's, that's really what it is, is being able to like hold multiple perspectives and be like, wow, I know that, you know, I'm hearing noise from the collective, from my family, from 
you know, the world at large that what I'm doing doesn't quote unquote make sense. And really being able to like tune in still to the rhythm of your own heart and say, okay, even if what I'm doing doesn't make sense, even if it does like kind of scare the, you know, bejesus out of me for a second, that doesn't mean that I'm not meant to continue forward on this path of like bold self-actualization and joy. Yeah, 100%. And actually that reminds me. So my husband has been, you know, he's a massage therapist, extremely gifted, but he's been doing it for, I think something like 15, 16 years. So as you can imagine, his hands are just done. They're done. They, they, he's really, really feeling it now. And he's been wanting to, you know, make a move in a different direction for a while and has been stuck in that kind of overthinking place. And he tried to make a couple of moves in a different direction. And when, so the first time he signed up for a new course, our son died. Um, And then the second time he signed up for a new course, his mom died. So he has tried. And this time he found something that's really a perfect fit and he's ready to go for it. And the payment didn't go through. There was an error in the pay in full. And so I was just talking to him about, you know, like, moving forward with it anyway. And he said, well, if it doesn't work this second time, then I guess it's a sign that I shouldn't do this. And I was like, no, no, no. That's a manifestation of your fear because the last two times there was something really traumatic that happened in like coinciding with, you know, your decision to move forward. So the payment not working is not a sign from the universe that you're not supposed to do this. It is your powerful manifestation trying to prevent, like you said, at least something bad from happening. And if we don't understand how powerful we are, we don't understand that we're literally manifesting all the shit all the time. Then we start outsourcing our decision-making to like signs and synchronicities from the universe as if the universe has a say. (laughs) Like the (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the universe isn't, not that it's not more powerful than us or we're more powerful than the universe, but like the universe doesn't, that's just not how it operates. It's not a person that's like, you're making the wrong move. Don't move forward. Or yes, this is for you. And like you said, Andrea, you will never feel any doubt ever again. It's not like that. You totally feel doubt. You totally feel like you're crazy and you can't stop thinking about it. And that's kind of how, you know, like, this this is the move to make and it's not because of signs it's not because you see 11 11 or because the payment isn't working it's it's because it's in your heart and you can't try as you might it's still there it, even if you like you know pass up your opportunity you'll still feel it there a year later two years later it's still calling you it's always there I think that's how you know that it's time to move forward yeah and also I do think that people miss well we've been so like misled about how all of this works and how energy works and really like the universe is just reflecting back to you like your energy that you're putting out right so if he's like expecting something bad to happen or he's scared that this is the wrong thing then that is energy that's going to be reflected back you know and I think that's like such a a huge issue that I see for people is like this idea that there's somehow a right or wrong decision or that they can somehow make a wrong decision. And there's like an objective, like right or wrong thing that they're supposed to do. And that's just not how anything works. Like there's no right or wrong decision. 
you just there's just the decision you make and then whatever is supposed to unfold from that will but there's no like outside like because I I used to not a lot anymore but used to like earlier on in my business people would be like I'm I just want to make sure I'm making the right decision and it's like that's not a thing that's not a thing that's Mm -hmm. not how this works like there's no like man up in the sky that's like that was the wrong decision you should have done this you know like that's not how it works but we just think that because that's how everything in our society is set up you know but like think about how much easier things become when you realize that it's actually impossible for you to make the wrong decision and everything you do is divinely orchestrated and you'll learn whatever you're supposed mm-hmm. to learn. It's not even about learning. Like, I don't even want to say that. Because, yeah, you learn. But it's like, it all unfolds in the way that it's exactly supposed to. So it's it's interesting, like, because I feel like people are always, like, looking for, like, something to tell that, like, should I do this or shouldn't I do this? And it's really, like, well, why do you, why is this thing even in your field anyway? Probably because it is pulling you in in some way. So why are you questioning it you know and I think that's a place where people can get really stuck but again it's operating out of fear of like not trusting where you're being led and questioning yourself because it's different than maybe what you thought you were supposed to do a hundred percent yeah we've just been so and I mean I totally know this we've been so heavily conditioned so traumatized over so many centuries so many generations like millennia not even just centuries millennia it's been it's been literally hell here for so long that it's it is no wonder that as I'm like it's go time like why aren't you hearing me I mean I can only imagine what the higher dimensional beings are thinking they're probably just tearing their hair out (laughs) but it is it is it's a fear paralysis I would love to hear from both of you what you are what you've gotten about the energy for this final quarter of the year. Because I know I've gotten some fucking crazy information or it's not really information. It's more just like realizations. The energy feels super unique and very, very potent, powerful. I don't know. Goddamn English. But I would love to hear what what you guys are getting about these last three months of 2023. I can start because I was getting a lot of information today. Actually, just more about, and it's kind of started happening for me in the last like couple of months, but like, I just keep feeling like incredibly, like the word that keeps coming is repulsed, but I don't mean that in like a, like a, like an ew repulsed way, but just like repulsed where I'm very much not in alignment with so much of the old ways of doing anything basically. I mean, specifically around like business and the way that we run businesses quote unquote and again I'm saying the word business in quotations because I feel like there's going to be a new word coming through around that around what that is because there it's it's there's going to be an opportunity for it to become very different and there's like there's a way where an entirely new way of living and thriving and sharing who you are is going to be created that is completely different than what we're experiencing now and one of the ways that I know that is because I just keep like 
not that I'm like even on the internet that much because I don't like to consume a whole lot of information. But every time I do see like things that are happening, I'm just like, oh, like it's just so like, I'm just so over it. Like I'm like, this is so like flat to me. Like it feels like we're on the precipice of really doing things completely differently. And like so much of that, I feel like just starts with like, this deep knowing that like you're safe there's nothing to be afraid of you're completely supported and allowing yourself to like be in that energy so that you can create and channel what is meant to come through you and I also believe that channeling and allowing yourself to be a clear channel in whatever way that looks like for people is part of this so I really feel that like not necessarily everybody, but there is going to be a big call forward of like actually being able to access your own channel versus like looking to other people and accessing your, your inner mm-hmm. knowing your knowingness. And your cause if you think about it, like we all have the ability to access the field, like we all have the ability to access all of the information that's there. And that's what I feel like people are going to be opening up to more and more. Yeah. I love that. And I super agree. I, I have always been a sort of unique individual in that for a variety of different reasons, I have never really been able to like suppress my wild uniqueness. Like I am the kind of person who, when I would be even just like near a stranger for a few seconds, people would literally look at me sort of wide-eyed without me even saying anything. And they would be like, you are the weirdest person I have ever met. And I'd be like, well, cool. Thank you. I do not disagree. Wink, wink. But also what? literally from the time I was a small child. And I have channeled light language my whole life. I have this really unique, right? Which is the unique capacity to be able to hear my own guides in the field of creation. And I have carried this with me through so many lifetimes. And the reason that I, I really feel like years ago, I remember at some point, I st- I've always loved pattern recognition. And I was like, there's something about the fact that people always tell me how weird I am. And I looked up what, I'm also a very big nerd. So I was like, what is the, you know, etymology, the history of the word weird. (laughs) So I looked up the history of the word weird and bum, 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 the word weird literally means destiny. So what, what a different way to perceive embracing the things that make you special, which for me is really what these next like few months of this year are about is finding a way to really lean into the things that make you different. Because I've always been shown this image of the, of the planet earth essentially as an orchestra, right? And every one of us who's here in a human body is a part of the orchestra. It doesn't matter if we are playing the triangle or the drums, if we're singing, if we're playing the violin, the cello, it doesn't matter what it is that we're doing, but each of us has something very sacred to contribute to the dialogue of the whole. And I feel like that's really what these next three months are about because as we move into 2024 and beyond, there's something in human design where they... 
I, I think it was the man who created human design said that in 2027, that we're going to be moving into a world in which projectors who are, I am a projector and projectors are all about our frequency, right? We came here to like carry a frequency to have our energy lead beyond anything else. And that's what to me, it feels like we're a moving into sort of beyond um, is each of us really coming into tune with our unique frequency. And I feel like these next three months are just so much about being like, you know what, all of the ways where I have, to your point, at least outsourced my knowing, whether it was to religion, to family structures, to, you know, politics, finance, religion, whatever the thing is, right? Where sometimes we just want to feel like we have someone else to give us an answer. It's just, really about tuning in and saying, I am the one. I am the one who holds the answers. And I also get to change my, like I get to essentially shift the path through which I navigate my human experience. And I feel like that's also what these next three months are really about is saying like, what are the ways in which I'm moving out of tune with my desires, whether it means that I need to start a new training program or learn a new skill or move somewhere else or whatever the thing is. It's like, I feel like in some ways I've been saying like, you know, I sound a little bit like a broken record probably because for people who have listened to me in some ways, I've been saying this for the past couple of years, but it really, really feels like for people who don't move into that space, it's not that they'll be left behind from like a cosmic perspective, but I think that things are going to continue to become more and more challenging for people who like grasp onto the old ways, we'll call them, who do not just concede and I mean concede in like the most beautiful way possible of just being like here I am I'm gonna let my fucking freak flag fly and I'm moving forward just being myself and finding a way whatever that means whether I'm you know bagging things at the grocery store like making eye contact with people giving my love and and every like essentially moving to moving in the frequency of love and then allowing all of the pieces quote unquote of the puzzle to like organically fall into place from a sense of divine opportunity and exploration as opposed to trying to like grip onto things that are literally no longer available to us because the earth herself does not want all of the things that had been created under those old, we'll call them like anti-stewardship paradigms, right? Like she's not available for it. So it just feels like it's time for everyone to sort of like self-correct and like seeing an image of a sailboat, right? Like, like retune your field so that you get to just move gracefully. It doesn't mean that everything will always be perfect, but it does mean that you move from this place of just inner knowing that everything is moving exactly as needed. Can I add something too? Like as you're talking, I was just thinking of other stuff too. Like, obviously I agree with you. And also just like the other thing I've been really seeing too, which I started to see with myself is just like a softening and like an opening, opening your heart too. Cause I feel like that is really necessary as we move forward. And, you know, I've been joking about how, like, for me, opening my heart, like, obviously, I've been super always emotionally, you know, very emotionally and spiritually intelligent. 
you know, to the point where it was like hard to live at times, but also, you know, there's also a part of me that's like, has walls around my heart, like, especially like, you know, growing up in Philadelphia around a bunch of like sarcastic Jewish people, like it's, I don't have naturally, I feel like that, you know, even though I am open hearted, like it's not how I naturally always relate. So for me, I feel like it's been as I'm really feeling into this energy of opening my heart to the world, it is like, it's almost like a a huge paradigm shift just from like, a genetic perspective, even, you know, and I feel like that is another thing that I see shifting, especially not necessarily even in the next three months, but especially just like as we move forward, I do feel like that is really going to be necessary for people to step into like the next phase is to have an open heart and be open in general, because that is kind of how we get to see what is next is like, we can't be closed off to anything. And we can't be like, we can't think that things have to be a certain way. So we have to be open. And we have to be loving and accepting of ourselves, of all parts of ourselves, right. And like that, I think is another thing that so many people are really being called forward into right now. And I'll just share one more thing. What I always see for people like that I mentor, especially in business, like everything that happens is always a call to love themselves even more. So it's like, if something doesn't work the way you thought it did or some way you thought it was supposed to, or this didn't work or that didn't work, it's always an invitation to love yourself anyway, because if that thing that you wanted happened, you would just like source your value because you created that versus you sourcing your value from within. So I always see us being like called forward into loving ourselves no matter what, even if, you know, what you wanted didn't happen, or even if you like, quote unquote, failed at something, or even if, you know, you didn't get what you wanted. So I do feel like that's a huge piece of like, the puzzle moving forward that just can't be overlooked or skipped. Hmm. I love that. And I'm, I'm even finding that like right now I'm running a manifestation boot camp, and I'm on my own manifestation journey and I'm really having this renewed appreciation, even though I've said it many multiple times, it's like I'm feeling it at a deeper level that it's really not about the thing. It's not about the outcome. The, the the outcome is not the point. The point is like, if there's something that's calling me like, that I desire, it's not about getting that thing. Like it's a goal that I've checked off of my goal list and like celebrating myself. Like I've got the goal. It's like, there is something for me in that thing that is calling me. And it really is a process of like relating to it from all different angles. Like it's a diamond. Like I look at it from this angle and this angle and this angle and see myself reflected back in every single angle of it so that there it, it's completely alleviating this sense of like, oh, I could fail at my manifestation or what if I don't get it? There is no, what if I don't get it? Like there's something on this journey for me to understand about myself and about reality and my creatorship in relationship to this like dangly carrot that's calling me, you know? Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love beautiful. 
And I feel like that's also, it's so interesting. I love that you're doing this manifestation boot camp. A couple of years ago, I ran a program called Fairy Boot Camp, which is really fun. <laughs> and I I feel like it's so important for some, right? For someone like you, Amy, who understands these really big spiritual concepts, who possesses such a unique spiritual lens, right? Like we all do, but to really help people understand that, right? It's not about, the literal thing. And I remember on a podcast a couple of months ago, someone asked me if I thought that people could uh, manifest like literally anything. And I said, yes, but I also think that there are certain ways where, first of all, like we're, when we manifest things, we also have to be aware of like what our life path is calling us to do. So if you are someone who possesses no like vocal acumen and you have a fantasy about how you're going to become a rock star like that's probably not actually going to work for you so like yes we have the capacity to create anything and it's really important to like actually lean in and realize like what is it about what I'm looking to create in my life, which is really from an underlying place about the frequency or the feeling, right? Like when people want to create lots of money for most of us, right? For like the three of us, I can, I am sure I'm speaking for all of us when I say, one of the reasons I want a lot of money is because I have a massive vision. I want to, I have always had a dream of having a really philanthropic empire, like a, a literal global um, enterprise where I am restoring land and I have retreat centers and I am stewarding animals and reclaiming the sacred and everything that I do, giving joy grants to, you know, big and small to people all over the world to create sparks of joy in their community, right? Like, I want to create wealth because I want impact. I want freedom. I want joy. I want to be able to, like, spread the seeds of possibility across the world in every single thing that I do. And that is the point also from which we are really able to lean into that sacred act of creation because if you have big dreams as it relates to anything first of all that's a, a literal calling um that your heart is 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 playing that sacred song for you and be really leaning into like the the why what is it about the thing that you're looking to create it can't be an act of vanity it can, because it will never it will never hit if you're trying to move outside the frequency of creation and divinity, then yeah, you might be able to create some things, sure. Like there are, I know that there are people who have created things using energies that are not in tune with that, but I really see those, those, those empires as it were crumbling as we move more into that sacred frequency. And so I feel like that's just like, it's all so beautiful what we're gonna be witnessing, even if it looks, you know, sort of wild from a 3D perspective as we move forward. Yeah, I feel like it has to look, of course, it's going to look wild. It's we're in a dream. We're in the <laughs> dream of the great dreaming mind. And that dream is shifting into something new. So that means that, you know, like I think about how my dreams transition. They're so weird. It's so like, like warped <laughs> and random. And some of it is like very disturbing. And some of it is like, wow, this is amazing. So I really, I, that's how I interpret everything that's happening right now. And not in a way to be insensitive to like, the lived experience of people who are um, 
undergoing a lot of tumultuousness and chaos, either in their communities or their part of the world or their personal lives. But just like, it's, I'm so aware that it's an illusion. I know like it makes it sound so insensitive, but it doesn't feel insensitive at all. It's just like, it's, it's okay. The whole thing is just transforming very rapidly. Like we're shifting from one state of consciousness collectively to another state of consciousness very, very rapidly. And it's, it's kind of chaotic. The, the energy that I'm feeling for this last quarter is just a massive level of spiritual awakening that is probably going to involve a lot of death in all the ways that death presents itself, like literal physical death, incarnations ending, but also just like profound sort of endings and like that sort of metamorphosis of like completely changing form. And I feel like it's going to be very very challenging at first and it's going to bring people to their knees in a lot of ways in a state of you know like that internal dark night of the soul that feeling of like what the actual fuck is happening in the world in my life like my god what's happening and then but basically i feel like what what is happening is a liberation and a release of the mental field of the collective consciousness so that we are no longer running all these mental programs that we were running before. So that kind of restores itself to like, basically like, so we have free thought. I feel like our thoughts have been very not free, <laughs> very influenced and programmed and cramped for a long time. And the, our thought field is freeing itself, but it's, um, we we have self-identified with those thoughts as though they're facts for such a long time that having them uh, rebalance themselves is very confronting on a bunch of levels, really leading a lot of us in the collective to feel like, who even am I? Like, what, what, like, what? You know, it's almost like finding out that everything's a lie. Like, I don't know, maybe there's going to be a bunch of disclosure or maybe people are just going to be able to see it all of a sudden, but it's kind of, kind of like the analogy that's coming to mind right now is finding out that your spouse has been cheating on you for 20 years. And the the way you would feel like the way you would process that, like you probably want to vomit. Maybe you will vomit, like go into this whole like disassociation and then like desperate, like what, what, like what, what, and what does this mean about me? And like, everything's been a lie and like that whole entire thing. And then when the dust settles, it's like this incredible clarity in the mental field specifically where our thoughts are just free. Yeah. I've been like seeing that so much too around like the mental and just like the being like the thoughts, right? Like the thought cloud and how that has really been hijacked and how not only has it been hijacked, but we've been led to believe that that is like where the truth lies is like in your mind. And that's not true, right? Because we all know that we we feel things in the body and we know things through the body. It's not like the thoughts are just like a, but it's like a tool for like, you know, executing like things that we might get right feelings that you might get in the body or knowing that you get but the mind is not 
the leading thing. And that's what we've been, that's how we've been operating for so long. And that's why we've been able to be so manipulated is because like everyone is in their heads and their thoughts are being manipulated and they're disconnected from the body. So I've been seeing that so much too, is that it's really about moving completely out of your thinking mind, um, for lack of a better word, and into the knowing of the, and it's not even like the body, like I'm saying the body because it's like not your mind, but it's more of just like being in the present moment and allowing yourself to interact with the field, like from a place of being present without like operating from all of these assumptions and stories and beliefs about reality that are not true. And I think that's something that's really shifting or being, we're being called to shift. And it's like, like, this is something Elise and I talk about a lot too, is that there is this way where it's like, we're individually and collectively going through this massive cult deprogramming. Right. And when you think about like, yeah, (laughs) like literally it's just like, oh, holy cannoli, like everything that we have been told from every angle. Right. I was saying earlier about the thing about how like all of our systems are essentially coded with anti-stewardship with it's like an anti-love vibration that runs through everything. And the truth about what's happening on this planet is so much more complex than what you know, certainly your listeners, right, are like very open in a lot of ways. They're present, they understand things in a in a very big way. And it just feels like it's really time to pull our individual and collective heads out of the sand, essentially, of all of that cult programming and say, you know what, we know from a 3D perspective, right, that there are all of these things, like you can go back from a very 3D perspective and, and tie a lot of things in from a historical perspective and say that there, there is so much evidence, right, to what we are talking about from a 3D perspective. And there's this way where it's like people dissociate. They're like, oh, yeah, no, I like hear that. I see that. Yep. Like, they do tell us the truth of what they're doing on the news, right? Because I feel like that's like part of the universal agreement is that there is a certain amount of truth that's embedded in everything that gets shown. But then there's this other way where it's like, it's like cushioned in also maybe a bunch of nonsense or (laughs) what have you. So then people start to be like, they really start to doubt themselves when they're like, well, I understand that from like a conceptual level that I see that, for example, you know, MK Ultra was something that was funded by our government and was executed over a number of years. But then when they talk about it, the, you know, the, like the narrative is just really different in terms of like what they actually share in terms of the truth. And I feel like that's like such a big call to action for all of us right now is to just extricate ourselves from those energies because they are, they are hot con. Mm-hmm. Mm, totally. I, cult deprogramming is the perfect way of putting it. That's exactly what I'm feeling is like a lot of people through whatever way it plays out in their own story are in this final quarter of the year able to see oh my god I'm in a cult (laughs) 
And then I go through everything that that means and then emerge with this like very clear, pristine, sovereign mental field, which then allows us to, I agree, totally agree, Elise. And I think that's why we also experience such a limitation in our psychic abilities because in that anxious mental field, it's very narrow. It's not the true mental field. It's like this narrow, narrow, constricted, twisted, like space of like, oh my God. And like, my, my to-do list and all the, like, I got to be here and like extracurricular activities and blah, 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 blah. And this person needs this thing for me and blah, 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 keeping everything in order. Plus like repressed trauma, repressed trauma, panic, 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 pre- trying to prevent the terrible thing from happening. And like, like so much, what did my mother-in-law think about me? You know, like all this crazy <laughs> shit that is occupying so much of our bandwidth and it's keeping us like <laughs> tightly, tightly, coiled into this place where we can only interpret I think even in this physical realm like I'm not even talking about other dimensions in this physical realm there's more here than what we what we're able to process through our five senses I I had an experience once where I was drawing a scene in Toronto a jillion years ago my early 20s I was drawing a scene, just standing there sketching it for at least half an hour, drew the whole thing, looked up again, and oh my God, there was a tree right in front of the fucking building that I was sketching. It, I didn't see it that whole time. I don't wow. think I timeline shifted. I think I couldn't see the tree. I don't know why. I, I think it was there the whole time. I didn't register it, but I was looking directly through it. It's like, it reminds me of those hypnosis, you know, like how there's some like, you know, whatever hypnotist who, who suggests to somebody under hypnosis, like you can't, you come out of hypnosis, but you can't see your daughter standing right in front of you, but you can see the watch that I'm holding, like right beside her face and you can read the watch and people, that's how they experience it. I think we're like deeply hypnotized, deeply traumatized, not even able to fully experience this realm and what it is. And for whatever reason, that system is breaking down and more people are able to see through it. And it's causing a whole entire like identity crisis from hell. And then, (laughs) then we're moving into a place where the mental field is sovereign again. We do drop into that like deep knowing that embodied, like heart centered in the present knowing that you're talking about Elise, where it's not those like panicked, anxious thoughts all the time. It's like, okay, okay, it's a good thing that I'm not in this cult anymore. And I can think for myself and I get to freely have my thoughts and they are no longer policed. And I'm not, you know, basically like gaslighting myself 100% of the time every single day. So yeah, I feel like, I feel like some pretty intense, it's a pretty intense quarter is what it feels like to me. (laughs) The other thing I just wanted to say about the culty programming stuff is like, I do feel like it's, you know, because I feel like when we talk about stuff like this, the the first tendency for people is to take it like literally or more like logically. But we want to look at this from an energetic perspective, too, because there's so many different layers to it. Like, and there's so many different like, like cult energies that we're involved in, right? It's not just like, like, yes, there's like the cult of culture right and society and all of that but there's also the cult of the family right which is like something I see for people so much where 
your family is an actual cult, right? There's like ways of thinking and beliefs that we subscribe to and things that we do and things that we don't do as part of the family system, right? And so there's that cult. And then there's like the cult of like whatever else you've been involved in that you like probably on a subconscious level, like unknowingly subscribe to these different ways of thinking or believing about whatever that was. Like an example of this would be for me as a uh, a school counselor, right? Like having a master's degree in counseling psychology, I subscribe to all these beliefs about psychology, about the brain, about like what it means to help people, what that looks like. And I had to deprogram from all of that or still am deprogramming from all of that. So it's not just like black and white either. Like I think there's so many like layers to this, but if you can look at it more from like an energetic perspective of like, what have I unknowingly subscribed to and been indoctrinated into and where have my thoughts been hijacked to the point that I think that this is my thought or my belief, but like, is it actually, Mm -hmm. right? And is it actually like a a representation of the real truth of who you are, which like the answer is most likely no to that. So I think that's like an important distinction to make because it's, it's more energetic and there's more like nuances to it you know, but essentially that's the same energy, right? It's like the culty programming and the recovering from being like heavily mind controlled and heavily manipulated without even realizing it for a really long time. And I love your analogy of like finding out your partner had been cheating on you for 20 years. Cause it is like, it's like a total, like just slap in the face of like, like everything I thought was, was real and true is actually not. And it is a feeling of that. But at the same time, it's also incredibly liberating as well, because you then come to realize that you actually have full agency over all of your life, in, and especially in the ways where you thought that you didn't or you thought that you were powerless. Mm-hmm. I feel feel like there's a a real like related to this right that part of this process of just like meeting ourselves individually and collectively and understanding how intense all of this has been you know one can get sort of potentially caught in like a shame spiral of like oh what a moron I've been like once you realize like the truth of what's really happening on this planet shame and oh like just like it can feel you can really be like hard one can potentially go down a path of being very hard on oneself. And like, that is not the vibe, right? It's like all of us just being like, listen, this is, this is real in terms of the amount of manipulation, misinformation, all of that has been so pumped at us from every angle. And instead of making yourself wrong, being like, whoa, we are so powerful that they have to literally hit us from like a billion different angles, our food, the frequencies, the educational system, all of these different things. And that, and instead of like turning it into like a shame thing of like, I'm a moron. I didn't realize that like, this is really what's happening on earth being like, holy cannoli. 
I am a freaking walking miracle who possesses unstoppable power and the systems at play have needed to be part of this like, you know, millennially, like perhaps millions of years worth of misinformation to keep us small, to keep us suppressed. And it's like, it's like almost like just like, like shaking it all off and then like stepping out of a closet and being like, here I am. instead of getting sort of caught in the muck of it right and and also finding support through the process right like each of the three of us really help people to retune the frequency and so I also feel like it's like a really big call to action both now and moving forward to receive support in the deconditioning in the like reframing in the reclamation of your sacred truth and realizing that you know, we've never been told to invest in ourselves, right? Like to, to invest in our spiritual growth, to invest in like the essentially finding a way to be able to allow your heart to bloom. That is certainly not something that the system would call a really high return on investment, but realizing that there's literally nothing beyond g- cultivating that and and being just like fully um, like Brave isn't exactly the right world is it word. It's like like a sort of level of just like unstoppable boldness of just being like, I'm shamelessly doing this thing, no matter what all the systems say. Like I know that the thing about me is I'm not gonna make myself wrong because we were all affected by this stuff going back many lifetimes and just being like just enough and here I go. <laughs> Straight to the moon and back. Totally. It's totally. A- <laughs> I I mean <laughs> I felt truly like so irresponsible when I, for the first couple times I invested in myself, the first, I don't know how many times, like probably honestly up until last year, feeling like, like, can I even do this? Like, this is crazy. What would, what, what would my fucking parents say if they knew I was spending this kind of money on myself and, and whatever? And yeah, we're totally programmed into believing that there's no return on investment when in fact, like at least in my case, but I know in many people's cases, it yields the highest return on investment. I feel like I'm the best stock. I am totally the best stock. You know, I'm the best asset (laughs) in my life to invest in. It yields very high returns in a very rapid time. And it is not a complete, it's very much like the stock market. It's not a complete linear skyrocket up to like riches and glory and like, you know, blunts, bitches and I don't know what piece, (laughs) gold, whatever. It's, it's not really like that. It's like, yeah, you have those moments where you spike up and you're like, woohoo, on top of the world. And then you plummet back down and you're like, oh God, like, what have I done? And, and you, but like any investor, you learn to ride those waves and you don't stress out about it. And you just look at it and you're like, you know, it's all, it's all trending upward the whole entire time. It's, it's the best, the best investment any of us can ever make in whatever way, whether that's like you're healing or discovering more about your soul or um, going into a business for yourself or learning a new skill, whatever it is, it's definitely, definitely the best investment. And also I like to think of it in terms of what you were saying, Andrea, about not going down into that shame spiral or getting stuck there. Anyways, I like to think of it as like, do you see how they've had to work to convince us that we're not powerful? They had like the like, yes, props to the lizard turds that they, you know, like clearly are very intelligent and have woven a very, very intricate web of crap for us here. Mm-hmm. And yet 
why is that web so intricate? Why do they constantly have to maintain it? Because we are so powerful that they need it to be coming at us from all levels in order for it to work. And now like what's happening is pieces of the web are breaking down or it's just not working anymore. And we're remembering that like, oh, I'm literally the, the power source that's powering this whole thing. This whole false matrix grid is being fed off of my power. I just get to withdraw my power every day. Whenever I realize that, whoops, I'm feeding the false matrix again, I get to withdraw that and it crumbles more and more. Right. And what happens when you unplug your, you know, camera or your whatever, your thing that needs electricity, when you unplug it, it stops working. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like, as we all, right, like deprogram and unplug ourselves from it, those systems will just organically fall. Yeah. And it's really about, it's really about restoring our divinity, restoring our knowing of our divinity, because we already are but it's just restoring that, that understanding and that knowing of who we truly are. Totally. And I, and I think that's what is already happening. Like, honestly, I think like, as I even talk about this new wave of awakening, like, I don't even think disclosure is really required at this point. There's been so much disclosure. It's not, we don't have to wait for an external event. I feel like it's a hundredth monkey kind of thing. Like so many people are now plugging ourselves from the matrix that it's just falling apart. And it's, it's sort of like picking up speed. Like the, the dominoes have been, the first one was tipped and it's happening now and it's spreading everywhere. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I like to say that because I know back in 2020 and 2021, a lot of us were like, and I, I think, I don't know. I've stopped watching a lot of energy reports even though I do energy reports, I kind of slightly think that they are, they're problematic and they keep people looking outside of themselves. Like you were saying earlier, Elise, to some kind of authority that somehow magically knows more about what's going on than they do. And I feel like a lot of it is just clickbait to grow your YouTube channel or your following or whatever. But I've noticed that a lot of them are still talking about some kind of like, oh, there's going to be this event outside of ourselves or this thing is going to happen and I feel like it's like the, it's the energy that happens first and then it plays out that way in the collective story. Do you know what I mean? Like it's already, it's already happening and then it manifests as whatever the, um, the fires in Maui and the fires in Northern Canada and what, like that kind of stuff. It's it, the energy was already happening. It was already happening. And then it manifests in our collective dreamscape in some kind of way. It's not the event that's waking people up. People are just waking up. Yeah. And also like, I agree with you about like, not to say there's anything wrong with like energy reports in general, but first of all, I don't like to predict the future, right? Like I can talk about like what I'm feeling right now, but I also feel like there's so many timelines at play there's so many different like factors like it's kind of pointless to do that because we're all co-creating something together and the whole point is for us to co-create from a place of the truth right instead of like because I feel like what the controllers do is they hijack us to create through us so they like get us to create the outcome that they want by 
hijacking our minds so that we actually create the thing that they tell us is already happening, but it hasn't happened yet until they tell us and then we create it. So like this, so unhooking from that and creating what we are here to create, but I don't think that that can necessarily be like, quote unquote, predicted. And I, and I feel like a lot of that is just like this old paradigm of like, oh, tell me the thing that I need to know about myself so that I can move forward or tell me the, it's like all like still that like outsourcing energy. So, you know, I don't think they're like, like with us talking about what we're feeling about what is currently happening or what's happening in the near future, like that's just, you know, sharing our perceptions and interpretations of reality, which I think is helpful in a lot of ways, because then people can listen and be like, Oh, my God, I was feeling that way, too. Or, Oh, my gosh, this makes so much sense. Or Oh, wow, you said the thing that I was feeling in a way that like, I wasn't able to articulate, you know, and that helps us feel connected. And it helps us trust our inner knowing even more when it's like, we're all kind of feeling the same thing or tuning into the same thing. So I think that can be really beneficial. But as far as like, you know, people who are just doing that to build an audience or doing that to like, kind of have this like, you know, what what's the word where you're like, like, Oh, my God, this really big thing is gonna happen. And then it like gets people like, you know, hyped up. It's just like, I don't think that that is a I don't think they're actually tuning into anything real. And B, it's just kind of like siphoning people's energy, in my perspective. Yeah, because yeah, it doesn't it feel it feels like that that like vibe is very much still this idea of like, oh, someone is gonna come save us. And it's like literally yeah. nobody is gonna come and save us. Like we are gonna be the ones, we are the ones who we have been waiting for, right? To speak to that, I think it was a, a native prophecy, right? That there are in from the US that um I don't remember the tribe, but like we are the ones we've been waiting for, right? We are the ones. Every single one of us is the one who's going to save ourselves, whatever that means. Like, and I feel like that like idea of savior energy is like part of the control ma- matrix of like always having people sort of sitting in wait. And I feel like that's part of too, right? Like the hooks through which they get people from like an organized religious perspective is this idea that there is like this, you know, sort of external power idea that is going to somehow come in and be like, oh, boop, boop, you're doing it, you know? And it's like, that's really, again, speaking to everything that each of us have shared over the past hour, that's, that's like, not, that's not it. It's about being like, Oh, well, Hey, look at me. Like if you're listening, right. I'm like making an image in front of myself of like a mirror and like really looking in the mirror and being like, Hey girl, Hey, you know, Hey guy, like whatever, whatever the thing about you is being like, I'm the one that I have been waiting for. And aren't I just like a hot ticket, right? Like that is really what this is about. What we're moving through is being like, I am the one and I love it that I am the one. And just like really claiming that, even if you get a little bit nervous, even if it feels a little bit scary, just being like, here I am, I'm the one. I'm the one I've been waiting for. It's nice to be like too. <laughs> Remembering too that like any feelings that we all have around like not being good enough or afraid of like or not being confident or afraid that we don't actually know like 
that's not actually the truth of who you are. That's all part of the programming. That's part of the cult, right? Is to get you to think that you don't have power and you're not good enough and there's something wrong with you and you need someone else and you're a victim, right? All of that is part of the indoctrination. So I think it's important to remember that when those thoughts come up because they can feel so real. But if you think about it and you ask yourself, like, is this even mine? And where does this come from? It comes from the programming that is everywhere. And it's not actually the truth of who you are. Totally. And like, not just the programming in this lifetime, but like it's embedded in our individual and collective Akashic records of many, many, many lifetimes, as well as in our DNA, in our cells, it manifests in our cells through our ancestry of just like the the many generations and many incarnations of that programming at different levels. I feel like it's happened at different levels of all the chakras. So it's happened at times where it's been like intense body, like, you know, like being in prison, being like starved, like all those things so that you don't want to be in your body. You feel like it's not safe. This realm isn't safe. You don't want to be here. You don't want to connect with the earth. And then through the sacral, through like creative and sexual siphoning, sexual energy siphoning, and like all the way up through all the chakras, it's, it is really deep to to process but I agree those thoughts are not the truth and I think like when you were talking Andrea I I got this image of that scene for anybody who's a Harry Potter person that scene at the end of Prisoner of Azkaban when Harry is like waiting for his dad to come and rescue like stop it and then he realizes oh my god it wasn't my dad it's me it's me yes yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> I love that. I am a total Harry Potter dork. I love that story so much. Yeah, that, that amazing moment. Oh my gosh, this has been such a good conversation. I am so excited that we did this. And I would love for you to both take a minute and share with my audience, like what you got going on, what you're excited about, what you'd love to invite them into, whatever is on your heart right now. Andrew, do you want to go first? Oh, you want me to go first? Okay. <laughs> um, okay. That's a really good question. So what do I have going on right now? Well, I'm always enrolling for my breathwork certification program, which is, I call it a breathwork certification program, but it's so much more than that. <laughs> breathwork. I show you how to facilitate breathwork, uh, channel energy work, and use the trauma clearing tools that I've created to clear familial and ancestral trauma. Um, And it's really just about, you know, creating a new paradigm of healing and doing it quickly and helping your clients to transform quickly. So I have that, that I'm always enrolling people for. I also have my breathwork membership beyond the matrix, which is a great way to like jump into my world really easily. And the breathwork that I teach is different than anything else in the world. I channel during it. So you're breathing and I'm channeling and it's a frequency transmission and people have these like really wild experiences where it's like instant healing, instant shifts, like instant opening up to like the truth of who they are. And it's super powerful. So that's a great way to, you know, jump into my world in an easier capacity. And then, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Elise underscore breathes. And then my podcast, Reclaiming Consciousness, which you both have been on, that's another great way to enter my world as well. Amazing. Thank you. 
So I am right now in the middle of teaching the, and this is the last time I'm going to be teaching this curriculum live. So if you feel the call and you feel excited by this, I would love for anyone to jump into a group I have called Cosmic Alchemy Academy, which is really about like retuning you to your divine gifts and your sacred frequency. The transformations I have witnessed people like embody through the journey have been so wild, like downloading new modalities, moving across the world, start healing their bank accounts, healing their bodies. It's been so beautiful and surreal to watch how things have transpired. And so I would love for anyone who feels the call to jump into that. And I have a new offering, the Kitch Kit, which kicks off on 1025 that I am so excited about. Because if you know me, one of the things I have always been really passionate about is beauty. And I have a new bundle, which is going to be, it's it, the way that I like created it is really fun. You receive six light code activations, which are about essentially retuning your frequency so that you are glowing from the inside out. I am 44 years old. People have asked me my entire life, like what my beauty secret is. And I certainly have a routine and I take care of myself and all the things, but I've, it's been, I've always said to people when they asked that it's also very much about my the energy work I do on myself to really like cultivate that beauty, that sense of enchantment and just like self-love essentially. So glow all the way up is um, kicking off on 1025 just in time for, you know, in the Northern hemisphere, the winter and in the Southern hemisphere, the sun, right? So wherever you are, would love for people to do that. And I have a really exciting thing, which is going to be starting in January, which is a light language um, certification program. And I mm-hmm. cannot wait for that. So like that is on, that is on, that is being cooked and created now. And so if anyone feels excited by that, reach out to me. And I have a complimentary money, magic and miracles activation bundle, which you can get on my website, which is we are here to remember.com. And you can find me on Instagram at sea witchery. So yeah, find me in all the places. I just, I, I love seeing who like feels the call to action to jump into my wacky world of cosmic wizardry. So thank you so much, um, both of you. I just, I, I love, I love talking to both of you so much and I love seeing what transpires in the, you know, in the aftermath of conversations with both of you, because it's always super beautiful. <laughs> Totally. It's like we kind of like the energy up and then we go our own ways and experience all the interesting sort of transformations from just sharing our energy and kind of like mixing it all up. And well, I love talking to both of you so much. I, as always, I feel like, oh my God, there's so much that I want to talk about. Like really want to talk to you both about the lizard stuff. (laughs) So much more I want to talk about. I guess we'll just have to do it again. That's the the only logical (laughs) conclusion, really, that I can come to. You're, of course, and everybody listening, the the Instagram accounts and the websites will be linked in the show notes. So you can just really easily check out Elise and Andrea if you feel the call to dive deeper into their magic because they are super, super magic. Thank you so much, both of you, for being here. And thank you, beautiful listeners, for 
coming along on this ride with us. I hope that my selfish desire to have a conversation with both of these women at the same time was interesting and entertaining and activating for some of you. I trust that it was. Thank you for your beautiful, powerful attention and have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. I'll catch you on the next episode, y'all. Well, that's a wrap. I truly hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you got some good activations, insights, and inspiration from what was shared today. I want to give a shout out to May, who edits all of these podcast episodes. And I want to thank you, beautiful listener, for the valuable currency of your time and attention. You are a powerful creator. And may everything in this podcast serve you in your highest fucking creations. Your listenership means the world to me, truly. I cannot possibly express my appreciation enough for you and your being here with me on this journey. If you enjoyed the episode, please take a moment to rate, review, subscribe, and share. And have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. I will catch you on the next episode.